Welcome to the Mommy Trainer Podcast. In today's episode, we talk to Jessica from the Super Mom Society about fitness, how important it is to her and how it helped her conceive her first child. Hi everyone, welcome to the Mummy Trainer podcast or show if you are joining us on YouTube. Today I have with me Jessica from Super Mum Society. How are you doing Jessica? I'm good, thank you. Good, good, good. So we met very recently, didn't we? Yes, uh, where are we? It's pretty much a month. I mean, it has been a month ago. It's, it's been like, 30 days since dot, dot, dot. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, I... So the event that we met at, at the end of the event, we had to write down what we were going to have done by the 30 days. Yes, um, we did. But the guy running the event took the first day of the event as being the 30 days. And I took the end of the event being the 30 days. So mine was today. And I finished, I have pretty, I will have finished it by the end of today, what I set myself out to. So I love a challenge. Always oh, love a challenge. absolutely. And as mums, we're constantly challenged on a daily basis. Let's face it. Yep. so tell me a little bit about yourself um so how did you get started and I want you to talk about Supermum Society but obviously this podcast stroke show is about fitness so yeah keep it relative but I want to know about Supermum Society (laughs) as well uh so I am a mum to one I've got a 19 month old daughter at the moment uh I say at the moment, I only want one, but my partner has yet to cast his final vote. So at the moment, we're one. Um, And then I used to have two stepchildren living at home. I apologise, I'm at the tail end of a cold. Um, This is real life, people. Um, (laughs) So I had two stepkids from 11 to... Eleven to seventeen and thirteen to nineteen, living at home. Uh, so they lived with us as opposed mm-hmm. to with their mum. And so I've kind of done the teenage years and and then the baby early toddler stage and and not the middle bit yet. I always wanted to be a mum. That was the one thing I wanted. At school, we got shown a a video. So I was fifteen, a video of a woman giving birth. And nice. everyone else left, left the class going, I'm never having sex. I'm going to keep my legs crossed. And I went leaving. I want to be a mum. I don't know what it was about that video. But the only thing I was like, I want to be a mum. And then just before I turned 17, I was given my first medical reason why that would never happen. Wow. Um, and then at 19, I was given another medical reason why that would never happen. And it kind of then sort of carried on with my life. And I just always thought, well, I'm just going to be a mum. And it wasn't that I wasn't taking on the seriousness of what they were saying, but I kind of knew deep in my core that my objective for life was to, was to be a mum. For me, adopting would have been the same thing. I still would have been a mum. And Mm. maybe that's how I ended up in my first marriage because I wanted to be a (laughs) mum. I don't know. That's probably another story. Um, But went on my sort of journey of life and I was a wedding and event planner for a while. And then I had my own B&Bs down in Cornwall and, that's where I got my sort of taste for business was setting up and running those. And then my mum got sick. Uh, she got diagnosed with a rare aggressive form of uh, lymphoma, which is the leukemia family. Normally when you say leukemia, people get those going to be quite a severe thing. Yeah. Um, and I reassessed my entire life. I requalified. I became a personal trainer because I got into fitness and um, I lived in Cornwall and didn't necessarily want to be doing what I was doing anymore. And there wasn't many options and a, 
like what happens to a lot of people some guy at the gym said I'd make a good trainer mm-hmm. um because he could see how motivated and inspire, inspired I was and he said that would be quite inspiring and I thought oh, well no I'll just sort of do a course for it and I liked fitness then but I didn't realize how much a part of my life it was going to become how much it was going to change everything and one of the big things it changed was my body and my body suddenly went hey we can conceive a kid now um and I went to Ibiza and got very very drunk with a long-term partner and came back pregnant um, <laughs> how all the best pregnancies happen clearly with a, a very heavy weekend in Ibiza um I think I finally I finally got my body to a very healthy place um, despite that heavy drinking weekend, that wasn't wasn't the normal for us. It was a, a very close friend's big birthday, and it's. I know they they never can be quite sure with the dates, but it's it's within a couple of days of the guy's birthday. So we we always well, I always say it's his his birthday was conception night. I'm going with that. <laughs> I feel like that's a nice story. Um, so there was jokes about calling her Ibiza or Pasha because that was the nightclub that we'd gone to and things. Um, but it literally had, it had changed my life. And uh, sadly, in the middle of this, we had lost my mum. And while that in itself is a whole complete other story, it really cemented in me how important looking after my health was. I'd always seen her as quite healthy and active. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until she started treatment and started pulling apart her lifestyle and the doctors are pulling apart her lifestyle to see what help could we do at home away from the chemo and transplants and things? What else could we do that we sort of went, Oh, actually our lifestyle is not healthy. Our lifestyle is normal, but it's uh, no normal's the wrong word. Common. Our lifestyle was common as a family, mm-hmm. but not normal and isn't, wasn't healthy and created this perfect environment within my mum for this very horrible toxic cancer to take root and, and sprout. And so not only was I loving fitness, but I now had this knowledge that said, if I want to increase my chances of a long, happy life, I need to look after myself. And then I had my daughter and I was like, and now I need to do this for her. Um, And I know some people, their why, they might have kids and their why is something else. But for me, my why is very much my daughter in everything I do. Absolutely everything I do. But those days where I really can't get my butt out of bed to go to the gym, I'm like, would I want Felicity to think the way I'm thinking and feel the way I'm feeling? And do I ever want her to deal with losing her mum as early as I lost mine? And, and that's, a, that's one hell of a motivator to get to the gym. And I do, I do love the gym, but I'm not an early morning person. And for me, that's the only time logistically I can fit it in. Um, to, to go and do weights which is my favorite that's that's my passion I like picking up heavy things and putting them down again which my partner finds hilarious <laughs> <laughs> that's just because he doesn't get it he's a runner and he's into <laughs> sports and I think that's um I really want to go into schools and talk about this at some point but that's a, again another story about how because schools teach sports and I yeah. have I've got really bad eyesight I've got genetic cataracts my hand-eye coordination is appalling. <laughs> Trying to teach me a love of exercise through full sports was yep. never going to work. <laughs> and therefore, I wasn't doing anything or putting any effort in because I was never seeing the response. My, my depth perception is all skew if because I've had some like, operations on my eyes and mm. laser and things. And 
schools teach this perception of fitness and being your ability to be on the A team in netball or hockey. And I was not that person. Um, and so it took me, that's why it took me until my mid twenties to find exercise that I liked and enjoyed. And I'm, I'm good at weightlifting. I'm never going to be an Olympic lifter one because I don't want to put the work in to get to that point. That's mm. not my space. Um, but also I'm very tall and you don't often see big lifters that are very tall because we have to lift things further. Yeah. The distance. <laughs> It's all it's about like, the distance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have got much further to get my weight off the ground to an upright position than a really, really short person. Um, but I, I think that was a big lesson I learned coming into fitness was finding what worked for me. I started trying all the things that my friends were doing. Zumba, where I lived, was very popular. And I do enjoy Zumba, but I wasn't finding I was getting the body I wanted or feeling sort of motivated to go to the classes and at the time I didn't have my daughter I was like I was going because it was the thing that the fit people where I lived did mm -hmm. it was it was Zumba and the instructor was great and she had a great physique but it wasn't getting me where I wanted to go um and my I was going to spin classes because I was training to do a charity cycle ride again hate cycling terrible balance not sure how I ended up in Madagascar cycling for charity um but he did some lifting in the gym yeah so it's sort of this sort of chain of events of like you get I got into Zumba to get a bit fitter and ended up signing up for a charity cycle ride so I started doing the spin class and the spin instructor introduced me to lifting like you just sound like a glutton for punishment <laughs> it was like but it, it took it took lots of trying of lots of things yeah. to find the thing I really like I really like lifting and now I do other things I find uh, running quite meditative never sure if that's a word but I'm going with it meditative and uh it benefits my fitness quite dramatically so I do that more for those reasons but for the love of exercise lifting is definitely my thing I think um it's good that there's such a broad range of different physical activities because there are a lot of people out there that don't like lifting. I work predominantly with women between the age of like 35 and 60. And I started off teaching dance fitness. I was one of the first Zumba teachers in my area. I started in 2009. And I'm a big advocate for weightlifting because I try to teach about a healthier lifestyle. And I think that a lot of women are put off from weights because they just automatically assume that you're going to get bulky and these are the kinds of things yeah. i get said to me all the time and i'm like come and try a class and then see how you feel afterwards you know mm -hmm. so and the space is full of men i'm exactly I'm, it's intimidating yeah there's a lot of women that lift in my gym i go to a very big gym I'm, mm -hmm. i mean i'm i'm greater london so there's a lot of people where i live so yeah um, it's a big gym and it's still always full of men in that section the mm -hmm. women take the weights to other bits Mm -hmm. and do it and I'm like no I'm here I'm sweaty <laughs> and I'm singing along to greatest showman between sets and dancing around and and <laughs> just loving it and I'm like no if you don't like it go tell someone else <laughs> no I wholeheartedly agree like 100% you know like and the women's section at gyms tends to be so crap it's like yeah. small or you can't get weights in there that are heavy enough and it's just like they'll stick five or six cardio machines in there they'll have like a tiny little freeway section 
I, I don't train in the women's bit unless I'm training my mum and like she's in her seventies. So, you know, yeah. I, I like her to feel quite comfortable and I, I see people in there and I just, I want to shake my head and go, please, can you just get a PT in here that's walking through regularly? Just to yeah. some of these women just to say, love, I love that you've got a set of dumbbells in your hands, but one kilogram is not really going to do a great deal. And oh, you kind of need to be lifting it a little bit differently. Um, you instead can of do more. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you can do more. I, mean, I get people all the time. They'll be like, oh, you, I mean, my arms aren't as good as they were pre-baby, but I'm still pr- pretty happy with them at the moment. And mm-hmm. um, and I'd get people oddly at bars. I don't know. Maybe I had my arms more exposed when I was in bars. <laughs> they come up and they're like, they're like, you've got really good arm shape. How do you do it? I've been trying to do that and stuff. I was like, oh, it's weightlifting. And they're like, I can't do that. I'll get big. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I, I get it all the time, all the time. Cause I've got quite broad shoulders and I, I am very strong. And so I will be like this and I'll be putting some men to shame with my biceps. You know what I mean? And I don't even lift as regularly as I should. And I've had women look me up and down in the gym and be like, no, 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 no. I can't do that. I don't want to get bulky. I'm like, I'm not bulky. <laughs> I've got a friend who's a professional power lifter. She lifts for, you know, for the great, great british team and she's incredible yeah. you know it's just that display of, of of strength really that i find i find personally inspiring and i try to share that with other people especially mums yeah. because obviously the way that your uh, our genetics work or our physiological makeup once you've had that that flurry of hormones rush through your system after you've had a baby you know i was talking to a client about it this morning i'm like you know, people don't tell you before you have a baby how much your body changes, you know? Yeah. You know, not only does everything get moved out of the way and squished, you have relaxing, shoot it through your body so everything mm. can move out of the way and squish. And then you don't realise that that has to knit back together. It doesn't happen, at, you know. Overnight. Oh, mine's still working you on know? it. My, my big one was my rib cage. So I had a, a 30 rib cage pre-baby mm. and I went up to 40 um, during pregnancy I'm somewhere around a 30 34 whereas pretty much all my other measurements have gone back down mm-hmm. my rib cage still hasn't and I actually keep getting an ab caught Ooh, one of my ab muscles keeps getting stuck under the rib and I I have to do this and like this <laughs> to get it moved which looks crazy and like because mm-hmm. it always happens when I'm sitting down quietly yeah. so it's in a restaurant or like on the tube um and I'm like and it's absolute agony, but I just kind of have to fiddle with it and pop it out again. Um, <laughs> it looks a bit weird, but hey, I'm hoping at some point my ribcage goes back down. I've got some dresses I'd like to get back into at some point. It will. You just got to train it. But then, you know, your, your pre and postnatal training will will come into yeah. that. But I had... I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy being this size. It's literally, I don't want to have to rebuy the dresses and some of them are really pretty. <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of the pain factor that you were going through personally, not the dress. Oh, no, <laughs> it, the, not being able to wear, there's, there's two in particular, but not being able to wear them in particular is much more painful <laughs> to me, much more painful. And I booked something yesterday that one of them would be perfect for, mm-hmm. but it's not until July next year. I just get I've some got time. You'll be all right. <laughs> got time. Like, I just get a couple of ribs removed. Isn't Michael Jackson that did that? Got like a oh man! Fine. <laughs> the things that we do to look good, right? <laughs> I was saying, I have a, I have um, a thing with my hip. My hip dislocates. Well, not quite, like fully dislocates, but 
it, it like pops out of alignment occasionally. And that's mm-hmm. been happening ever since I had my daughter. So I'll be standing there and I'll feel it and I'll have my, my feet. Like if you're watching this on YouTube, my feet are like this. And then all of a sudden the one just goes out to the side and I'm standing <laughs> there. a little wander. Yeah. My students are like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I just, I just need to realign my hip. It's fine. But I used to go to a chiropractor to get it done, but I can do it myself now. But this is what yeah. happens to your body when you have children. So, yeah, it's it's completely different. Like, yeah. it's not bad. It's no, just no, no, different. No. And I guess for me, because I feel such a blessing of having had my daughter, mm-hmm. this one thing that I'd, I'd wanted, I was 30 by the time I had her. So I'd had 15 years of wanting to have her, mm-hmm. that I have found such an acceptance of all the supposedly, quote, quote, sort of negative, um, I'm using air quotes if you're mm-hmm. listening to this, negative things about motherhood, because mm-hmm. I'm like, no, this is worth every tiny one of them. I hate how we use, um, motherhood is tough, motherhood is hard, but motherhood is not bad. No, if, it's if not there's bad. If something bad in your motherhood, then, then the bad bit is fixable. There's something else going mm-hmm. on. But those days when you're like tired and exhausted, and I talk about this a lot with Supermum Society, mm-hmm. we do a lot of sort of mindset and positivity because we're constantly bombarded with this image that motherhood is bad and I'm like it's not bad and I am determined 15 years of waiting determined to enjoy my motherhood and so far I have and don't get me wrong when she's screaming at like two in the morning and I'm like mummy's <laughs> mummy's up in three hours I would rather you did not do this right now I'm, I'm still it's, it's a lot of effort to remind myself that I really wanted this and I'm going to enjoy this but I might it's it's not the new body is not bad the new body is different and it's finding a new a new way to love it and sometimes that means changing the exercise you do um post baby i found a love of body combat which i didn't have before um, uh, well you see you can get that aggression out there you see yeah get the get the aggression out and i can go back to being happy clappy disney princess when i pick her up from crash afterwards like whatever you need to do to survive that is the main yeah. thing so moving back towards the whole personal training side of things so we touched on obviously your reasoning really for wanting to be able to get fit like to do with your mom and and being told that you couldn't conceive previously so with your clients do you work predominantly with mums do you advertise yourself towards mums or is it just happens that some of the clients that you've got just happen to be mums I think my area of expertise, again, I'm using air quotes, um, <laughs> and my area of expertise, uh, it was basically the area I picked. It was the area I wanted to work in and where I felt most passionate about, just happens to align really well with mums. So I don't target it particularly as a mum thing, but I focus on like general health. So fitness for a general healthy lifestyle. If someone came to me and said they wanted to learn to run a marathon, could I train them? I'd be like, no, that's not. That's not the area I deal with. I think it's an amazing thing to do and let me know when it is and I'll come and watch. But it's I like helping people with the general area of, of fitness that's going to mean they can pick their kid up and run around with them and have energy and feel good about their body. Um, I don't teach. I don't see anything wrong with, but I don't teach pushing to the extremes. And when you're already drained from from motherhood which let's be honest even on its closest to perfect day is still exhausting <laughs> even when every, everyone's slept and everyone's eating and there's no nappy rash or vomiting in sight it's still exhausting the last thing you probably want is to go and do some psycho extreme 
workout you, mm-hmm. but you still want to be fit and healthy and that's that's where I work and obviously okay. that aligns nicely with mums um so we can have um a little bit of a chat and a bit of a chill and well, I say chill during a session we have a chill at the end mm-hmm. um and that's that's where it's become that sort of my connection with mums and I also find women that coming into that part of their lives they're looking looking at becoming mums also seem to be attracted to me as well not attracted to me you know what I mean I know you know what I mean um that's where the the connection is because this is this is the most important time in our lives to start looking after ourselves obviously we should have been doing our whole Mm. lives just like we're meant to have a pension as soon as we turn five what's one of them (laughs) do that next week Um, (laughs) it's a lot of us we get hit with the realization that we need to look after our bodies more one so we're in this moment able to look after our kids but also that we'll be there for the long run I want to be a granny one day and Mm. enjoy all that I want to be active fun granny I don't want to be riddled with problems and unable to do any of the fun stuff no I think I think that's good it's it's all about relevancy I mean my PT clients are are mums are a similar age to me or a little bit older and they say that they come to me because I am realistic I'm a mum and I look what I had a client say to me this morning I look normal so it's you know I don't look uh, my my physique and I take it as a compliment it's not unattainable you know so like they look at me and they're like she's strong and she's fit and she's obviously strong and she's fit you know and I mean I'm I'm like 10 years older than you you know and I I want the same thing I want to be able to run around after my kids I want to be able to have grandchildren and and be able to pick them up and and be really active with them as well and Mm. you know so that kind of moves me on to my next question which is um what do you wish you'd known about fitness like when you became a mum prior because you were a personal trainer before coming a mum weren't you but I was a personal trainer after I'd had my children so is there anything that you else you wish you'd known prior um I'm a big researcher uh if you're aware of the the four tendencies by Gretchen Rubin um she talks she she basically puts you into four boxes and to be fair you always fit into one of those four (laughs) I haven't yet met someone that doesn't and I'm a questioner so to be able to do something so whether that's changing a new habit or or start doing something fresh etc I need lots of information and as soon as I've hit the quota of information for that thing I can then do it quite successfully I will make that a part of my life and so I'm always researching and I like I said I had 15 years of wanting to be a mum I'd visualized and pictured what kind of mum I wanted to be and I'd been doing that same thing with my sort of fitness journey and things so I think I came in fairly well prepared like Mm -hmm. once I actually had debilitating pregnancy anxiety and I had a lot of time where I was stuck on the sofa because I literally couldn't I couldn't move for fear that I was going to damage the child inside me which is 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 crazy but it I mean it would take me like 10 minutes to cross a road because I was worried that a car was going to come and hit me and I would lose this child. And I would, mm. this was, this was, I felt like this was my one chance to be a mum in my tummy. Um, so I unsurprisingly was not exercising very much during pregnancy. Mm. I did a little bit of pregnancy yoga towards the end to try and make birth safer for her more than anything. Um, but I was on the sofa with the wonder that is YouTube. Mm. So I'd YouTubed a lot of, sort of advice about doing fitness post-pregnancy and during pregnancy even though I never ended up doing very much during it um I'd 
I YouTubed a lot about, I always say I'm a time management addict, but mm. I still YouTubed some more time management tactics that right. mums were using and mums recommended. So I knew how I was going to fit my workouts in afterwards. So it sounds really bad when I say, no, I knew it all when I became mum, but <laughs> I used my pregnancy to attain all that, that kind of information and right when was I going to go back to work exercise and how was I going to do it and I I'd written myself little workouts that I could do and I did them in my pajamas to start with um uh, she was my weight she loved being moved around she was my yeah. little weight um and I literally did two arm a a leg a core and I say a cardio one but it was sort of a moving side to side thing while mm -hmm. holding her and just to get things going and I set myself right I'm going to do that from then to then I'm going to join the gym that has a crash because my old gym didn't have a crash. Join the okay. gym that has a crash then. And we're going to do these weeks. Like I, I, I'm a planner. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, no, don't. I, oh. I planned it all out. And that's, that's, that's the great thing I suppose about the internet. Now the information is there mm -hmm. if you're willing to go seek it. And I'm such a seeker of the information. I think that's good. No, seriously. I'm impressed because I'm the total opposite. I will sit and watch YouTube videos about cleaning when I should be cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> you know but it, it's whatever works for you really yeah. you know there's, there's not really um a, a definitive answer it's obviously relevant to you your knowledge and the kind of person that you are you know so that's why I always like to ask that question because I am genuinely interested in what the answer yeah. will be you know so like I say it was different for me because I became a PT after I had my children so it was fitting in around them really. And I have, I have a conservatory that I train clients out of and I have every piece of equipment that you can feasibly imagine, but I don't train out there. I go to the gym and yeah. I don't even go to the gym that often. To be honest, I'm thinking about getting my own personal trainer for the new. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love, love to have a PT. It's I nice need to work right. with someone like that. It's, like. it's self-motivation. I'm such a great motivator. But when it comes to self-motivation, because I've got so much going on, because I run like three or four different businesses, I struggle. So like, I'll sit down and I'll be like, right, I'm sure there's something else that I've got to be doing now. And I've actually had to schedule in time for self-care. And yeah. that was something that I, I promised myself I would do after the Youpreneur Summit. I, and I literally do. I'm like, right, I've got my day scheduled in blocks, which I picked up from a YouTuber. And so I schedule 90 minute blocks throughout the day. So I have like PT mm -hmm. clients will fall in that block. I'll do housework in that block. You know, I'll chill in this block. So, you know, yeah. it, it, that's what I've only been doing it for a few weeks. Um, but that seems oh, to amazing. be the, the path that works for me. I might not have set tasks to do within those blocks, but I'm mindful of those blocks. And then I've got an alarm that goes off that says, stop working. And I do, and it, you know what I mean? It, it works. Everybody's different, right? But um... It's finding what, yeah, let's say it finds what's working for you. Like I love time blocking. And mm -hmm. um, so I do, but I don't necessarily have a full, I don't have very long chunks of childcare. I have two mornings um, of five hours where we yeah. have a nanny that comes in. Um, and then it's getting up before her and after she goes to bed. Mm -hmm. And luckily she's quite good with her lunchtime nap. So I get a bit of a chunk yeah. there. So mine's quite bitty but I I schedule everything I do it on Google Calendar I can't I could not schedule how I schedule in paper form as much as I love stationery mm -hmm. do it on Google Calendar and you set a different color for the different things so I have a color for fitness I have a color for personal I have a color for one business a color for my other business mm -hmm. um 
cover where are we we've got family we've got meal time uh we've got a childcare color i think my partner needs his own color at the moment he's lumped <laughs> in with with at the moment i lump him in with family but then yeah. that gets confusing because sometimes he's away for work so i've mm -hmm. got this block of family time and it's not it's him being away which is basically anti family time uh oh, so I, I feel like next year he needs his own color but i've scheduled in things like all my workouts but i've mm -hmm. also got touch base with my best friends mm -hmm. so there'll be once a week where i will try and call but we all work different hours and childcare and situations and stuff else if I, they don't answer their phone i'll send them a message what's up how are you getting on how is such and such dealt with whatever it is if they've been dealing with something if it's not and people are like oh that's a bit heartless don't you just remember them no i don't life happens but you have to do that with your workouts and mm -hmm. for me as a questioner as much as I love time blocking, every now and again, I have to go and watch other YouTubers telling me how great time blocking is to top up my information to make sure I continue to do it. That, but that sounds me. like there's I a know business myself. in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a motivation top up. It's I'm like... telling you. But I don't actually think that's a bad idea because like, even though we do it completely differently, like you're totally methodical, which is fantastic. Mm. I'm a creative, so I have a, what I call like a messy head going on here, like the whole left brain, right brain <laughs> syndrome. And that's me and my partner with complete opposites, you know? Mm. Um, so I, I think actually, like all joking aside, I think time blocking is, is a good thing to do for mums, especially like new mums, mm. like very loosely, just because you're completely overwhelmed and you're like, I don't know what to do next. Okay, the baby's sleeping, but I'm a mum and I should be like cleaning or I should be doing this and I should be doing that. Yeah. And I think that even if you have a, like an extremely loose schedule, like like with what I do, I do, now nah, it's different for me because both my kids are at school. So my time block starts from when I've dropped them off, you know, and yeah. then it finishes 15 minutes before I have to leave the house to go and get them. So I have a little bit more flexibility with my time blocking, but like you say, you work around uh, Felicity's nap time and you get up before her. So that in itself is loose time blocking which could be beneficial and i think that it it helps with the noise then that, that's going on yeah. in your head as a new mom you know i mean i and your routine changes constantly i could talk to you for an hour about this but i won't um <laughs> but you know your routine obviously changes because like my routine when i had my daughter completely different to then when i had my son mm -hmm. completely different again now that they're both in full-time school now i'm like party i've got loads of time um you know so it's it's cutting ourselves some slack and and, and realizing that motherhood is ever evolving yeah. and you know that you can't really beat yourself up about these things because yeah. when you get ready it's going to change <laughs> it changes so yeah. i do i do a weekly review and part in my weekly review i have like a list of questions that i ask myself mm -hmm. and i look back over my past week and look forward to my next week and in there is what isn't or what isn't or hasn't worked mm -hmm. so what in there that didn't work so if i look at it and i look back on my past week and i'm like i didn't make it to that workout I haven't made it to that workout for the last few weeks. Why isn't it working? Is it the time of the workout? Is mm -hmm. it what I'm doing in the workout? Is there some other woman in the class that scares me? Like, like what, why, why yeah. didn't that happen? Um, and fix that, that issue. I'm, I mean, I love, I love evaluating myself as much as I love blocking time. I'm, I'm one of those, I'm one of those people. I'm proud of it. It's and, fine. But it's like, if don't just, just wipe it off and say, I'm I'm no good at X, Y, and Z, or fitness just isn't for me. It's finding a way of making it work for you. And that might be signing up to a class and paying for 12 classes in a block. That might mean committing to a PT. That 
might mean downloading one of the online programs mm. and meeting up with a friend once a week to do it with your while your babies play on the play gym it's don't just write it off find a way of adjusting it so that it fits you fits your lifestyle and and works better for you like I, there's always a way it just might take a while to get to it i think that's good advice I think that rounds our interview off nicely. So the only thing I've got now is, is there anything else that you would like to add? And if you are watching on YouTube, you will see that I had delivery men come and I hope that they've left whatever they wanted to deliver in my porch. <laughs> I thought it was a window cleaner. No, no, it reminded it was, me I need to book mine. Delivery. I'll just ignore that. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Life of a mum. Life of a mum. Yes, yeah. Is, um, I suppose I've got a, a free a free download that although it's not fitness related is pretty um relatable to the situation it's mm -hmm. tips on how to feel less tired on less sleep because ah. that is definitely one of the biggest excuses i hear is i'm too tired to exercise and exercise gives you energy in the long run you've just got to invest in the exercise to get the energy eventually but these are sort of much quicker fixes that you can do without like having to necessarily do a workout right now um so i've got that as a free download and um i'm sure i can give you the link to post yeah, on but it's literally link, i'll include it in the show notes link perfect it's literally supermumsociety.com forward slash feel less tired okay. and it's completely free but it's just they're things i use particularly when i've like hit a wall and i'm absolutely drained and i'm like I, I'm not going to get any more sleep tonight. And for me, topping up my sleep doesn't seem to work. Um, I, I'm just as good on six hours as I am on eight hours. Mm -hmm. um, I just generally feel tired. All of what's, it. What's all eight of it. hours? What's um, eight hours? <laughs> what could that happen? <laughs> if, I, if I have more than eight hours, I feel more tired than if I'd had the six hours. I, I'm definitely, I can oversleep and feel more tired. So I'm, but that's one of the, yeah, the big things is I'm, I'm not getting enough sleep. So there's no point in me doing any exercise. And mm -hmm. these, this is my advice to you. Um, if you're struggling with that. So well, that sounds that like a great freebie to me. So I think I might be downloading that myself to find out what this <laughs> mythical eight hour sleep is. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed. Um, I'm thank sorry if we me. ran over. I was just listening to you, which is great. <laughs> I love all the words. I've never met a word I haven't liked. <laughs> oh my God, I've never heard that expression before. That's brilliant. I've never met a word that I haven't liked. Love it. Thank you so much, Jessica. I really appreciate you being interviewed today. And I look forward Thank to finding you. out more about what you're up to in 2019. Cheers. Take care.